Welcome to another episode of the Red Review podcast. Hi, Jeremy. Hello, mate. How are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm now slightly struggling to think what we're going to talk about as a recording every week. And essentially, when I say to you, what have you been up to? It's going to be, I've been sitting in my house. What have you been up to? <laughs> I've been sitting in my house. Uh, I've, been, I've been having really awkward virtual co- coffees with people. Uh, and and try not to drink too much while I while I cook dinner. Have you been doing virtual coffee to people then? Uh, yes, both professionally and personally, um, and virtual beers and virtual pub quizzes and all sorts. Yeah, uh, the, the the world has just gone online. I've not I've not really got into that. Is that is that weird? Like Kate's family do a quiz, and now I'm out of. Um, Nightingale after I did the quiz for the first time uh, on Sunday clang, and it was clang, like 20 clang, minutes clang, it was done clang, clang, clang. I'm a hero <laughs> you know I'm a hero <laughs> found out today my security I'm, I'm off the security list now so I can't go in anymore I've been officially removed now um, yeah so I, I don't know I've not, getting, I've not really got into that I've got my first virtual coffee with um, Alison from Moza bid writing next week so we'll see how that goes she's quite an interesting person so I think that'd be that'd be a good one but I've I've resisted kind of people wanting to do virtual coffees that I could I wouldn't have done a virtual coffee with them before the where the um the crisis I just follow them on LinkedIn and chat to them now and again so I don't feel like the need to suddenly need to do them I don't know I'm, I sound like a grump now don't I it's been a long day Jeremy Long couple of weeks, mate. Oh, yeah, long couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's been a pretty long day today. Um, so how so you, how have you found the business ones? Then have you found them useful? Are people kind of receptive to talking about the future? Or is everyone still in panic mode? Well, uh, I've probably found them easier than I would have done because of working with you on things. Actually, because you know you uh, WhatsApp call me video call me and all that sort of stuff I've got over the last couple of years I guess I've got used to it um, whereas I do find some of my builder friends are uh, getting up to speed let's say uh, or that it feels like almost the entire cohort of Morgan Sindel have been on the Microsoft Teams training uh, I get meeting requests for these bloody training courses they're five times a day every day um, and uh, you know, they, they, when you got when I did go on one, there was like a hundred people on it. Um, so, uh, so I think they've there's a bit of skepticism. There's certainly a bit of skepticism about perhaps after April, once we're into May and, and June, uh, in our hundred day plan type stuff uh, of doing um, virtual business to business meetings. Uh, I was talking today about virtual sort of breakfast events or round tables uh, w- with a client and again you know, a bit skeptical but to be honest with you the world doesn't stop and we kind of get on kind of got to get on with it and do our best with it so you just need to do it really well facilitate it really well uh, and get on because I read an article today from the Artemis partnership uh, Bob there one of their MDs in, in America which is quite interesting that their belief is there's go- the clients are going to narrow their field in terms of companies they think will be competent and capable to take on the deals that they put out to procure and will probably regress into 
work, looking to work with companies they know and trust in these uncertain times, which human behaviour wise, you can understand, can't you? Um, so so yeah. capture and all that stuff, in, even though it's bloody difficult in these virtual times, is, is even more important, I think. I think that's really interesting. So I, I could kind of, I guess it depends on the client type you're talking about, mm. isn't it? But I guess the ability to award directly in the, let's say the public sector because of the change in procurement regulations or the enactment of certain clauses with the existing regulations probably may favour that view. I saw an interesting thing from um, I think it was Dave Thornton from Thornton and Lowe he put out that he, they've got clients who are seeing tenders cancelled because there's not enough competition Oh yeah, that was interesting. That would yeah, no, be the case. We, we've seen in construction world, uh, main construction stuff that um, a lot of the main contractors made the mistake of furloughing their bid teams and pre-con people, thinking that bids would yeah. stop, and they haven't. Um, so <laughs> there's, 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 a, there's a bloody decent job out in the market at the moment. Um, where the, the, it through a construction alliance as well, where two of the three contractors on that alliance I can't say what it is but it's it's a billion quids worth of program um, two of the three contractors on the alliance haven't got people to fill their PQQ in they've got very Jeez. very senior people you know you imagine one of your quite senior you know, not quite board director but level below scratching around trying to fill in a PQQ for the first time in two decades because um, can, can you unfair no, people they, they have to be for three weeks minimum um, so mm. there's this weird gap where they furloughed them in the middle of last week and then suddenly realised actually the world hasn't stopped. So um, so funny. I think it, that will sort itself out in a couple of weeks' time, but it, it's a funny quirk at the moment. Um, but equally, you know, who knows where it's going to go in terms of the site operating procedures that have come from Public Health England for contractors that are still working. Very sensitive subject, but there are a number of contractors that are um, yeah, construction leadership council has published the SOPs now, so um, we can we can all go back to work. Just have to social distance. Yeah, the programs site. will be different. Methods. Dead easy, and don't touch anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's odd. I think it's very odd. I think we should just shut the whole country for a month and then see what happens. But anyway, um, part of it is. is managing the curve is that what they say flattening the curve managing the curve so that they'll let construction go back to site because then it will increase the infection rate a bit up to the level again where it's at the point of tipping over NHS and they'll kind of increase I read this thing about you know the, 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 the real kind of hard hard truth of it is they'll they'll open and close stuff to speed up and slow down the rate of infection so they'll open up schools potentially to increase the rate of infection because infections have reduced but they haven't yet reached herd, herd immunity and ultimately the, the the way to save the country is to achieve herd, herd immunity in theory so they'll kind of open up open up different services or, or allow people to go back to work or reduce social distancing and then increase it again when when the curve goes too steep so i think i think it'll be interesting i don't think it's going to be a short-term thing i think we're in it for the long term yeah well yeah i think unfortunately we're committed to it now um should have done a lot more testing earlier days but such is life um, yeah but interestingly today we were going to have a chat around um looking forward so 
assuming in six months time or in even a three months time we thought we we're kind of in a back in a, a relatively normal way of operating what are the things that as a work winning and kind of business leadership function that you should be looking at to improve your pipeline improve your resilience and ensure that you're in what we should call it match fit um post post virus so um i think that's gonna be an interesting chat because um i think you've got a lot of interesting um points on this one so shall we fire into it? it so jeremy here's the exam question in 100 days time we're out of lockdown although we're not technically in lockdown i know but we're out of lockdown we found a different way of working and bids tenders and pipeline and expenditure are back up to a uh, appropriate level not necessarily back to normal but but back up to a level which sustains business growth and we're going to have a chat around what does a business need to be thinking about now to forward plan for the future mm. and i think you've got some good points to start us on yeah so uh, i've been doing quite a lot of work around this 100 day plan philosophy uh targeting the first of july perhaps slightly aspirationally but you've got to pick a date um as when opportunities may start to flow obviously not perhaps at our normal levels of opportunities but uh, if we begin to go back to work during uh, the tail end of may and into june uh, we should expect, I think, that the opportunities will start to come to bid teams in early July. And so uh, how this came about was because uh, I'm engaging with the Artemis partnership in being a sub-consultant to them, got those guys and working with them on reselling bid toolkit stuff. I've been talking to one of their managing directors who I grew up working with, Graham Keane, who lives in Hong Kong. Uh, and we've had various virtual coffees fairly uh, he's sort of my breakfast date we've been having sort of two or three chats a week (laughs) at sort of half six in the morning UK time and he's sitting on the back of his super yacht in the in Hong Kong Bay Um, because bear in mind he used to run all of Arcadis in Asia and he was already a millionaire before he had that job Um, so uh, very very super bright guy Um, very much uh in our sort of vein but further down the, the career line and um so he was standing on the back of his yacht and recognizing that people were going back to work in one of our conversations and we sort of, sort of started to surmise what they should have been doing or what his clients had been doing and what he'd been advising clients to do on the run-up to them going back to work because they're about two months ahead of us in the curve and so i worked back from that yeah. And did a series of uh, a bit of thinking around what you should be doing from a, a business development perspective, uh, a capture perspective, uh, sorry, a client development perspective, a capture perspective, and then what your bid team should be doing through April, May, and then June to be ready for that 1st of July first bid to hit your desk um, yeah. in earnest. Um, and it was quite an interesting thought process to go through, really, um, because... I've become quite frustrated. Well, that that example we were just talking about in the intro about contractors furloughing their bid teams, um, I think that's pretty moronic um, because actually the bid teams are the innovation and enterprise engine of your business. And as we were just saying, that article about there'll be there'll be less opportunities, uh, but there'll also be less competitors possibly. 
Um, you know, your market's probably going to change and the dynamics of it are going to change or markets and sectors that you work in. Uh, your clients and their stresses and needs and wants are going to have changed and their capability to engage you effectively is going to have changed. Um, and your, comp your competitive landscape is going to have changed. Some, some of your competitors may have gone bust because it's all about holding out cash-wise. So anyone who is a little bit rocky going into mm. this um, may not be there. Uh, but some of your competitors may have done better than you, may have had more cash reserves, may have had some jobs with government that had to carry on uh, and have seen them through. So, yeah, the thinking was... Maybe maybe building Nightingale clang, Hospital. Clang, 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 clang. Carry on. Clang. Um, yeah, exactly. So they may have found a way to get involved in some of the government stuff that's been going on and, and, and perhaps be able to reap some cash benefits out of that to, to keep them going. So... Um, yeah, I think the smarter market-facing leaders in business, once they've got through that initial, you know, what the fuck's going on, looking after their people, health and safety, getting everybody successfully working from home, all that sort of stuff, that's probably what they were doing for the fight, the second two weeks of eight, of March and for the first week of April. The rest of April and into May has got to be about determining what the new end game is in terms of having reviewed your pipeline and of it, what will be left, what's realistic, which clients yeah. will survive, you know, so retail as a market, for instance, not going to be the same, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then of that, which are you best, best placed um, to target, where have you got the best relationships, all of that good stuff and really focus your game because it is going to be a street fight. Um if we're not in a recession, when we come out of this, we're going to be in a depression, um, uh, you know, a world depression like in the 20s, potentially. So it's going to be a street fight and you've got to pick your battles to be able to win. Um, so to be honest with you, a lot of the stuff that we talk about business as usual, but fairly aspirationally in terms of how businesses should behave, how leaders should behave around winning work, they actually really need to fucking do it now. Um because otherwise yeah. they're going to lose and the, the stakes are much higher than ever before, I would think, or in a generation anyway. So what are those key anchors to to your, your strategy then? Sectors? Yeah, so which sectors are going to prosper? Where Basically, where do you need to fish? Where's the money going to be? Uh, credit checks on yeah. your clients or, and your competitors who you've got clients that you cover, all that kind of stuff. Uh, to understand what's viable and where it's going to be. I think I forgot to mention earlier, marketing yeah. wise, I think it's quite important to shut up in April. Um, you know, there, there's quite a lot of builders who are getting absolutely battered on social media for still working and all that sort of stuff. Um, you can't go popping champagne, champagne corks about jobs you've won and all that sort of stuff um, during, during April. I don't know about that. So I think, I think there is a place for you know, positive media to be telling the story of, of the industry um, being stable, maybe not popping mm. corks and MIFIM is cancelled, but I think there's a place for um, that kind of corporate marketing. But I guess in reality, what we probably would, would help in this 100-day plan is focusing your marketing a lot more on a reduced pipeline. Yes. So being more targeted and specific in yeah. your activities. And there probably is a good chance in those hundred days if we take so if your first pillar is 
um, kind of your your market analysis sectors and reshaping a business to respond to, I don't know, loads more projects in health and loads more remedial works to address longer term things like cleanliness and and social distancing in I don't know transportation or um, the way people are doing business differently going forward. Number two has to be re- realigning your marketing and using the hundred days to probably tighten your focus because mm. it, it, it's a bit like boom and bust isn't it marketing or bidding or anything like that you kind of as as things get better you do more of everything and the kind of the effort expands budgets expand you kind of you, you lack a bit more focus on the strategic things that matter and you're kind of working across 50 different sectors and actually maybe the 100 days is a plus to say actually where we really get our bang for our buck and putting the measures in place that matter um that that will that will prove what matters and putting the measures in place of what you've done to date to prove roi i think that's a really really powerful thing that marketing teams should be doing in the interim because you know even like small marketing teams aren't doing comms aren't going to be doing you know a lot of comms aren't going to be doing events Mm -hmm. conferences all the kind of day-to-day stuff that typical marketing teams are doing they they've got a chance to do users as a stock take on their performance and where they need to focus going forward and being a more aligned to pipeline and yeah, future I, opportunities, I, I, I think. So I, I think I agree with you. Yeah, I think they, they have to recast their marketing plan and therefore budget, like you say, taking out things like events, etc. I think they need to develop overarching value propositions for in readiness for when the new world strikes. And then I've advised to land three thought leadership pieces through May and June, which are aligned with that pipeline but also are about the new world. So for instance, social value is going to be a completely different landscape. It's going to be so much more important and taken so much more seriously because there's going to be a shitload of people redundant um, through the, through this phase and the, and economically active people. So engineers in the, in the, in the um, aviation industry, pilots, all, you know, all, all sorts of people that wouldn't normally be on the, on the market looking for a job or to be repurposed are going to be around. Um, so what's your business going to do about yeah. that? And what, what's the story? Um, and also there's, there's an opportunity to leverage some industry initiatives uh, that come around as the, in construction terms, as the construction uh, as CLC and others begin to do things online, you know, being ready to play a part in that in the right way uh, quickly and doing it well is, um, is important but yeah supporting your capture plans and supporting your your client account management activity you're quite right is is key um i think that has to be the third one right is 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 mm. account management across the hundred days um there has to be something there that you're reevaluating your performance with your key accounts are they really as important you know is your ranking right? Is the way you're dealing with your clients right? Are you set up to support your clients in their new, in their new world and making sure that you're really consolidating the relationships you have so that you are resilient in the new world? Like you say, so when you come out of this and everyone's going after everything because um, they need to fill the order book back up and they need to get some, some money coming through the business, are your relationships strong enough that those great relationships you had that mean you could charge clients a premium because they respect your service don't suddenly get caught in the in the in the fight the race to the bottom that potentially we can yeah, and you've got to be helpful you might not be able to charge money for it but 
certainly during April and into May, you need to be helpful and supportive of those clients and those accounts uh, because it will be it will be remembered yeah. at the other end. Um, oh, I think so, so yeah, there's definitely something about that. And then on to on to capture and sort of pre bid stuff. Um, you know, there, there's obviously which pursuits you're going after will need to be reassessed as part of that pipeline bit. But you're going to need to do things like stress testing your pursuit team. You know, like you, for instance, you going off to Nightingale, clang clang clang. Um, if you're if you're in the middle of a big bid, <laughs> then that capture team or 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 a pursuit. Um, that capture team is going to have to find a, a replacement. You know, is are all the people that you'd earmarked to play a part in the pursuit of an opportunity still there, or have they been repurposed and put somewhere else in the business? Uh, have, have the priorities changed? Yeah, very true. Um, you know, and also, um, can you and are you able to maintain that influence with the client in in these times? And vir- particularly virtual virtually, can you plan? for how you're going to do that. There was, there was a great article I've mentioned a few times now that Dan Connors from Applied Influence Group uh, put out as a blog very early doors. Fair play to him. He got it done very quickly uh, as uh, coronavirus was beginning to hit our shores um, about how to maintain influence uh, through virtual means that was really quite interesting that I'd advise people to check out. I'll have to put it in the show notes. Um but you know, yeah. ever more important and also keeping an eye on your competitors through this phase who are on who you're up against in capture because their behaviors may change their appetites may change their levels of staff all kinds of things so yeah it's 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 a bit of a pain in the ass to be honest because if you've done a load of work you've been doing a year on a capture plan for an opportunity that's still another year away it's going to bloody change everything um but it is what it is mm. and then you know lastly what should your bid teams be doing well i mean i've heard and seen online and in um uh, vicky's uh, power calls with with those bidding people that there's people just sort of fluffing around with their bid libraries well of course they should be focusing their efforts on content for bids that are still going to come around but just a month or two later uh, there's no point tinkering around yeah. with bits of content that may or may not be used just in the rounds. You, you need to be doing stuff that's going to make a difference for those key fights straight out the gate uh, is is one key thing. You know, if you've got people sitting around, but to be honest, actually, I think there's a lot for bid teams to be doing in terms of configuring and testing how they're going to work virtually in bids, checking how their governance works in that. You know, have you got some senior people that want to play a yeah. part in that, engaging those sponsors to to make sure they're comfortable with how it's going to change how you go about bidding? Um, well, I I think that's that's probably the key thing, isn't it? It's um, you could take the crisis and the kind of the slight downturn as everyone takes their foot off the gas, but actually, one of the biggest challenges for bid teams and and you know. A big company like Maze is no different to a small company who might be selling water coolers, um, which I actually sat next to someone at my APMP foundation when I did it a few years ago. That, that his he just did bidding for supplying water coolers into um, into corporate environments. Um, is that you should be looking at how you're going to resize, reshape, and improve to come out of the hundred days, as opposed to mm. tinkering around. And one of the things has to be tools systems everything else and what and the challenge that i have the challenge that small companies have is you haven't got capacity which is why i guess consultants like you 
uh, your business exist because um we're not very good actually at stepping back and finding mm. the time to do it ourselves but now we have actually got time to do it ourselves yeah. in theory although i don't think i don't think clients are letting letting their foot off the gas just let yet in terms of volume of tenders um so there is an opportunity now to actually do a bit of a stock take of where you're at is your team at the right size is it the right mm. composition of skill sets are your performance metrics right in the current market in the current world is, you know you're measuring the right things is your content library you know strategy right i'm not talking about you know is your health and safety policy up to date it's the proper you know strategic stuff of is it shaped the future pursuits you're looking at and and there's a whole load of other bits and bobs that you should be doing that you would normally pay a consultant to come in and tell you at to the two thousand pounds a day but actually you've probably got to answer step back and and do the work yourself well no, not to put you out of a job you should, Jez, sorry you should, you should still and any other consultants consultant listening tell you how to do it and then and then self-deliver <laughs> uh, rather than just making it up but i mean in, in ter- that's all that's all good stuff um but in terms of bids that you're going to face uh on the first of july or, or there or thereabouts there's still things to be done around you know if you've got teaming you know if you're partnering with other organizations are they still going to be there are they still the right partners stress testing your supply chain uh, if you've got if you're going to be subcontracting uh, to people running credit checks on them you know, are they still the right partners all that sort of stuff uh, but actually you could get ahead of the game in terms of developing your solution how are you going to build the thing how are you going to deliver the service you know get your your um, service delivery lead or you know the person who's going to front the delivery uh, on a, on a call and get them really thinking about how they're going to deliver the service rather than waiting like a lot of organizations do for the ITT to slap them in the face and then they'll figure it out build it in a day or whatever it, whatever it is they do um, mm. and then I think you can also think about things like format and think through how you're going to deliver presentations if they have to be done remotely uh, depending on if we've if we've gone back or not because I I think some of this current environment we're living in is going to stick um I, I don't know whether people will want to get in a room and watch a presentation anytime in the rest of this year um it, I, th- I think we could see virtual stuff as as we were talking on the the podcast that we've we've recorded with um kevin about videos um i, I think some of this stuff might stick mm. with some clients so how that's a bit different for a lot of people so how, how are you going to deal with that uh yeah i think that's a good point Hmm. I suppose as a final kind of extra point, which isn't directly about getting your business set up right, is um, training. So actually, in your 100-day plan, we talked a lot about process and systems and the actual kind of doing and pursuits. But I guess there must be a final stream, which is getting your mm. people set up right. Yeah, both. You know, to get their oh, accreditations, yeah, yeah, internal lessons learned, yeah, roll training, up, roll that kind up, of stuff. And get your uh, foundation or and or... You know, you can... Oh, yeah. You did, you really oh, did. I set you up there, didn't I? I didn't need to. I'm currently building my MP capture training. Watch out for that. Um, but actually, I think... You have committed live, for the, or you have committed on this podcast oh, to do that in April, so... Yeah, it's got to happen. You've, uh, you've got, a peer, you've got oh, some peer pressure now to get that done. Um, I've, I've, I've built it. I just need to finish recording it. Um, so, and publishing so uh, but actually there's another point around training there's a golden opportunity for you to get your subject matter experts your contributors for your next bid on a, on a team's call 
and teach them about bidding if they're if they're people who haven't worked on a bid for a long time you know if they're just they're currently finishing a project and you're helping them bid their next one whatever it might be uh, or certainly talk through how you know blow by blow how a bid's going to unfold um so for once you don't you know turn up to a kickoff meeting and people don't know why they're there and haven't read the documents and all that usual shit that you get um in in less mature organizations i think there's a bit of a golden opportunity to train the wider business if you happen to want to use the bid toolkit and its resources to do that good luck to you um but that's the thing i think there's some value in doing that yeah yeah i think i think your people development and thing has to be a strand or a column or a stove pipe <laughs> or whichever mark um, business consulting analogy you're using to um uh, in, in your 100 day mm. plan definitely mm. so that this is the interesting thing, just to finish on it'd be interesting to think about um how many companies will actually do this and how many will spend the 100 days reacting and um not looking forward but constantly looking back and worrying about the next week rather than you know, there is a place for all the stuff that will have to go on now, reshaping, redundancies, furloughing, um, everything else. But how many companies will actually put the time in to be their position? And I guess the answer is, well, mm. not as many as we'd hope. And those who do will definitely come out of this in a Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's different per market and, and per organisation. Um, I think there are some organisations that are better set up uh, to to respond to this than others, and like you say, it's it's, it's a case of natural selection, really. Um, it will sort it, it will sort itself out. Yeah, I think we will wait and see. Well, um, we haven't got a question of the day today because I haven't gone and found one from the list, so. Um, should we wrap it up there we'll have a quick chat about what we got coming up um um and then we might make this a, a bit of a shorter Refreshing. episode which would be yeah, a, a first for us you know, i think the, i know the kevin airs one which is now live if you've not listened to it yet about use of video and and uh, in um bidding is is about an, uh, is about 70 minutes long so let's make this one a short one and a um, a we can yeah, rebalance a bit <laughs> So go on, Jez. We've got Easter weekend coming up, although by the time this is published, it will be Easter. Um, you got four days <laughs> off. What are you up to? Oh, sorry, yeah, that's a bit of a joke in my world. I've, I've had one day off in the last 30. Um, <laughs> it's been a bit mad trying to stabilise the business and all that sort of stuff, but we're getting somewhere now. It's it's a bit more positive. So yeah, this, this time last week, I was shitting my pants, frankly, but... Um, I think we've both my business and my wife's have, have both turned a bit of a corner, which has been lovely. So, um, what, what of all of this stuff in my calendar, what can I actually tell you about? Because there's lots of new secret stuff going on. Um, yeah, capture, so the, the capture, capture course. Capture. What about something non-work related? Anything non-work related? Um, I am enjoying some virtual yoga classes. Um, Yes, yeah. So Jules saw them online. There's a there was a yoga. It's not a dojo, is it? Studio, whatever you call it, uh, in London. I think she's. Yeah, why not? I like yoga. Um, 
and uh, yeah, there was one in London she saw on Instagram who uh, were clearly going to struggle in terms of their business and things and were publishing uh, you know, live sessions on Zoom. Uh, there were only like five quid a throw or something so we've been giving that a go and it started off the first one was fairly fairly easy so of the hour i made it through about 15 minutes before i got out of puff because i'm that unfit um but the second one was like fucking ninja martial arts or something it was absolutely bonkers um i was i was done in about two minutes and um even jules was was struggling um but actually I, I've, I've enjoyed giving that a go so yeah a bit of we've been doing that we've been walking the dog around our field uh with an appropriate distance between us and the other dog walkers i think the dog walkers in my street have realized that we should go around the field in a certain direction so that we don't bump into each other um so yeah that's 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 Never. been pretty decent and we've had uh it's quite nice actually we sort of got to know our neighbors a bit um, we we speak spoke speak to people a bit. We've obviously got names for all the different people that live in our street. Not their real names, but um, you know, for instance, for instance, there's a lady that lives opposite us, and we got some of her posts, and it was to Mrs. T Tickle. So obviously, she's, she's Tess Tickle. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've got you know, you've got got the gay lads who, who live opposite are a bit of a scream. So yeah, one of them. It was my wife's birthday on Wednesday. Uh, and it was one of the boys' birthdays, and so we, we sat in our front gardens, the opposite sides of a fairly main road, which is actually quiet, of course, now, uh, af- having a glass of wine together and having a bit of a chat about what a weird world li- we live in. So that's been quite nice. It's been a sort of humanising um, period for us. I've, I've, I'm, I'm actually quite enjoying yeah. myself. I don't know what people are moaning about. I am. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm doing probably more work than I normally do, which is not sustainable long term. But um, I'm quite enjoying um, not being in the office. I think because it's nice weather at the moment. Mm. Um, and Kate's made the alchemy. Uh, yeah, I think, I think if this was if this was November or something, it would be much more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I've done the same as you. My friend's gym. Um, he had a, he, he had lots of membership. A lot of people have kept memberships, but a few have gone a bit dicky and quit. So I've joined his gym and I've done some online sessions. <laughs> and now I can't walk. Um, so I'm kind of hobbling, you know. And you got like in in your in your legs. So I'm kind of hobbling around the uh, the flat at the moment. And there's another session tomorrow, and I'm dreading it. So um, yeah, I've done the same. Hopefully, it's Oh, you're in trouble. Yeah. It's not, is it? Because everything's bloody running and jumping and squatting because there's not a lot else you can do as body weight stuff. You're supposed to do press ups, can't you? But um, it's a lot of leg and core stuff. So my stomach hurts from doing a couple of hundred sit ups in a session on Sunday night, and my legs hurt from doing squats on Sunday and then running and split leg squats, even though those things existed um, on Monday. So oh, I am a, I'm a wreck at the moment. Um, but you know what? It's quite nice actually, like supporting like, local businesses and small businesses. So like, there's a, a brunch place around the corner from us in the in the big development, and they've they've got it alone, independent business mm. up against Starbucks down the road. Um, but they've tried to stay um, open for takeaways and started doing like veg boxes and sourdough bread and stuff sourced from like organic places. And it is a bit more expensive, but actually, I'd, I'd rather pay that because when I come out of this, there'll be a nice 
that nice brunch place will still be around the corner as opposed to them dying now and it becomes another empty shop in another empty shell of a shop in this development next to us that Ballymore have built so um, yeah it's 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 nice actually to kind of get back into local businesses and small businesses yeah, yeah absolutely um, we've got similar stuff going on in, in our neck of the woods I'd even I even text my brother who looks after all my website stuff uh, to say you know should, should we you know we don't have del- Deliveroo around here most of the major supermarkets their delivery slots are all booked out for like a month uh, and I text my brother saying, should we start a service where you can have like four different boxes you can choose from, order the, order the stuff or go to a cash and carry, make the boxes and he, he could build the website, market it locally on so on Facebook. He didn't even answer the text message. That's how shitty he thought that idea was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big overhead at this time, of, uh, this, this time of the market. But yeah. So we've reached the end of another episode. All the links we talked to about today, the 100-day plan, etc., will be on the show notes, which you can find at shortthoughts.mikereader.me. And join us next time for another episode. Bye.